Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we will be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, all while bringing you more of a biblical perspective. Our goal is to dive deeper into conversations that push you, challenge you, and hopefully inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Let's jump into this week's episode. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast. My name is Connor Grimm, and I am your host. Today, joining me, we have an amazing, amazing guest. We have YA's very own, Grow's very own, and Serve Team's very own, Zachary Anderson Atwood. Thank you for using middle name. I feel very known. Yeah, very. Like I, I feel formal. Yes. Well, this is a very formal podcast, yes. if you don't know. No, it seems very structured and organized. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, oh. I have to be honest. I have to air out some grievances here. Zach has dinner parties and doesn't invite me to them, oh. and I invite Zach to all of my dinner parties. I, I feel like How this whole we... podcast now is just a way for you to air out your laundry against <laughs> me in a passive-aggressive, aggressive way. How should Zach and I reconcile, DM the YA account, and Guys, tell us no, what a bad friend Zach is? But here's the story, is that it was one time with other friends that I was invited to. I didn't even host, so I don't think this is fair. You did host. You what? told me you hosted. No, I did not. Zach. I did not. Your story is devolving. Oh, my gosh. Did you DM ever, and solve the problems, Did guys. you ever watch Criminal Minds? Yeah, like this, three times, but it's bad for my soul. The same. They did the same thing every time yeah. the killer's got They're like, he's devolving. <laughs> Zach, your story is devolving. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, oh. guys, this is going to be a great podcast because you've got a great friend who is, I guess, just a... Interviewing a fairweather friend. Um, no. Oh my god. Oh should we start over? Or should we keep that in? Well, there? Let's keep it in there. All right. Let's there. just send it. <laughs> all right. Well, guys. Hey, thank you for joining us. Welcome to all of our personal <laughs> little, <laughs> grievances. Little grievances. Um, no, but today we actually have something really cool. Zach actually just did uh, this really cool little like life planning thing that inspired uh, the topic and the idea. Of this podcast, and so I don't know if you're like me. Um, whenever we get close to the holidays, and specifically Thanksgiving and Christmas, um, obviously my mind always kind of goes towards New Year like resolutions. Yeah. I am. How do I say? It? Like I'm. I'm hot and cold. There are some yeah. years where I have so many New Year resolutions, and I'm like, I'm going to be a different person. <laughs> I'm going to tackle the world. And then there's some, then there's other years where I look back on how I did maybe one thing halfway that was on my <laughs> list, and I'm like, these are stupid. <laughs> this is the uh, why am I trying? <laughs> yeah, I always feel like, especially during holidays, it, for me, um, especially because that's when I'm getting a little chubbier because you're eating Thanksgiving, you're eating Christmas cookies, you're eating everything. So I'm like, okay, New Year, like I'm going to get fit. So, like, I can justify eating 16 cookies in this one setting because, like, because <laughs> January, January 1st is coming. <laughs> I will shed every pound ever, every single day. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, sorry. Go well, ahead. You know, I was just going to say that's it. That, that's just my New Year's <laughs> resolutions. My gusto is <laughs> justifying my terrible behavior during the holidays. <laughs> yeah, that is amazing. Um, but, no, this – whenever we get close to the holidays, I always think about, like, goals and New Year resolutions. Um, so many of us have goals. But if we're just being honest, not many of us achieve those goals we set out. And so Zach was kind of running me through and talking to me about this like little 
project slash exercise that he did on setting life goals. And it made me think like, man, I wonder if some of the problem isn't just we like unrealistic goals, but maybe we don't know how to set goals. Yeah. And that sounds really weird to say because it's like set a goal. Like, let it, oh, this is what I want to do. Let's yeah. achieve it. But I think there is a science, a rhythm, um, a ju- like a method almost yeah. to setting goals that can set you up for success and, and, and how to achieve them. And so today we are actually going to talk about the art, the science behind not just how to achieve a goal, but actually how to set a goal for yourself. Goals that actually matter, goals that will actually make an impact on your life and goals that can actually lead to some type of sustainable change in any area of your life, finances, career, faith, relationship. I think that what we're going to talk about today really applies to the overall idea of how do I set attainable goals and more just the science of what is like a good way to make a goal and set a goal. Yeah. Well, and especially because I feel like Christian culture, we go like two routes with goal setting Um, and not in a bad way. Both are fine. Well, not fine. We'll get to that later. But like, because I feel like in Christian culture, we're either like, we shouldn't have goals because like God will just align us step by step. And like, yes, there is an element to that. But then there's other people who are like, no, everything is predestined and we must do step by step and we must plan it and we must have all control. But there's like a (laughs) middle ground because it's like. There's also real life. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's things that happen that will fall out of your plan. And there are things that will happen to you that if you didn't have a plan, well, that shucks. But like because, yeah, there's there's this just like element of like God is a God of of creation. And, yes, we are guided by the spirit step by step. But in the same breath, like he is God who created everything and he created ecosystems to be perfect the way that they are, like the way that trees grow, the way that grass even grows. Like he's very intentional with his planning alongside also like this concept of free will and of uh, of just being led by the spirit. So there's this weird Christian concept where it's like one or the other, but like, hey, God wants to be in your plans. He wants to co-labor with you. He wants to join you in that process. I mean, and I think it's important for us to actually develop these and learn what God wants for our life and start co-laboring with him and then allow him to kind of direct that path to our goals. Um, Because, I mean, Proverbs 29, 18 says, like, where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint, but blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instructions. And so it's not saying, like, where there's a common verse or a common um, translation of the verse where it's like, where there is no vision, the people perish. And it's in that same vein of like, hey, Yes, there there is an importance to actually hearing, seeing, and knowing what God has for your life, but also being able to add structure to it so you can reach that call that God's given you. So you can yeah. reach that that desire that God's put in your heart because, yes, he wants to do that alongside you, and he wants you to reach that goal. He wants you to get that into that calling, but we need to take steps as Christians to actually walk in it. Yeah, so I, I guess this podcast is going to kind of be answering that question, like what are those steps? Um is there a way, is there a strategy to not just achieve your goals, but to set better goals? Is there a way to get really specific, really intentional about setting a goal? And then is there a way where we do that, where we actually give ourselves the best chance of achieving and attaining that? And so, Zach, why don't you talk to people real quick, give them a brief synopsis, and we can even do a shameless plug um, this person in this company doesn't sponsor this podcast, but they should. We should. We should reach out. We could potentially reach out. Who if knows? they get like an influx of like eight thousand signups this week, we'll be like, "Hey, you're welcome." We it need a little us. kickback. No, I'm, not, I'm totally <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Trust me, we have very little people looking to sponsor this podcast. We'll find you. Hey, if you're interested, holler. Yeah, get, shoot us a DM on a on a 
our Instagram page. But no, you just recent, wow, recently went through a process of, yeah. of really kind of getting specific about certain goals you want to achieve, not just in the new year, but with your life. Yeah. And when you were talking to me about these, I was like, man, this is something that people need to hear. And so maybe give our audience just sort of a brief synopsis of what you did, and then we can kind of dive into the nitty gritty without giving anything of real to importance to this actual program away. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really good tangible frameworks that we yeah. can talk about without just totally swagger jacking this company. So <laughs> yeah. no. And it, yeah, so this is a company it's called um, business made simple. It's a really cool concept where this guy just wants to take your life and almost build it into a story. So like, what would, what would your movie look like? What would the conflict be? What would, uh, yeah. How do you process your life from where you are and where you want to be? Um, and so actually Andrew Matrone, shout out Andrew, um, told me about this program because it, it, I think I was feeling tension of like where – what are my me- next steps? Like where am I going in my life? Like why am I feeling this tension of not knowing what's next? And I'm, I am a goal setter at heart. Like I am that person who's like gung-ho New Year. Like let's do everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so we mentioned this and it's, it's a really cool concept because it's a way for you to set your goals by reverse engineering your life. Wow, that's cool. So you essentially like you figure out this is dark. <laughs> you kind of guess when you're gonna die, and you write a eulogy around that. You, you write when like, you say guess when you're gonna. You mean like pick an age range? An age, yeah. Hopefully, yeah, yeah, like yeah. in your 80s, 90s, yes. or 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You're hoping to go long. Not, I mean, I didn't pick too long. Not gonna lie, because I'm like, eh, you know, it's been a good life. <laughs> you know, 85, 87. That sounds that's a good that that feels good. Yeah. Um, and my great grandpa made it to ninety eight, so I feel like wow. I've got the genes in me. Um, I have to take way more, better care of my body, but that's that's <laughs> part of the goal setting later. But yeah, so essentially, what you do is you start from the end and you work backwards. Okay. Um, and first step that you actually like that I think I wanted to do, and that like Andrew encouraged me to do too, as well, it was like before you even jump in and start like figuring out when you're gonna die, <laughs> what you do is you. Like I think the first thing that you do you need to do, especially because this isn't necessarily a Christian program that I, I that I was working with, but obviously you have to bring God into this. You have to bring the lens of God through this because you do want to honor His plan. You want to honor the call that He has for you. And so step one for me was honestly just like, okay, I'm gonna sit, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna process. Like at the end of my days, at the end of my life, what would God want for me? What has God already put in my heart that I know I'm called to, and how? How do I want to be remembered through that? Yeah. So you write your eulogy, which is really depressing. <laughs> so so when you were going through that process, were you kind of asking yourself questions along the lines of like, how do my gifts line up with what I feel called to? Because because anybody, yeah. anybody who's doing this that doesn't have, that isn't a follower of Jesus can just be like, this is where I want to end yeah. up. So you kind of have to go through the spiritual process of, I know we, we, we talk a lot about calling or whatever, but... But I think like if you're going through that, you're like, well, how do I know what God has called me to? I think a very simple way is just like, what am I passionate about and where am I gifted? And so did you kind of go through a sorting process of like, where am I passionate, where where my passions lie and where do other people and where do I myself find that I'm I'm pretty naturally gifted towards? 100 percent. Yeah, because I I feel like there needs to be a high sense of self-awareness. Okay. And honestly, again, that can be called out in prayer with God to be like, hey, I like he has gifted me to do certain things. Like I'm, I'm well structured. I'm really type A minus is what I call myself. I got a little <laughs> bit of fun, but I'm very type A. Um, but like, yeah, he's built me a certain way. So why do my calling? Why, why, or why doesn't my calling? Or why don't my future plans kind of align 
with what my passions are, with what he's instilled in my heart, which with like the things that he's blessed me to be good at. Um, And so, yeah, there's a whole lot of processing in that to figure out kind of, okay, like these are my passions. These are my talents. Is the path I'm on right now the same as what I think he's calling me to in the future? Gotcha. With aligned with those pieces. Because I think, yeah, because I think there is an element of like, hey, there's going to be toughness in the world. There's going to be discord. There's going to be like angst that you're going to fight against. And like that's part of the plan is like he asks like what are the conflicts in your story? Like how do you process that? But like there's going to be that. But why not self set yourself up for success by being like I'm really passionate about these things. I'm really good at these things. This is the path I'm going to start walking down. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think a lot of us have this fear to pull the trigger in that area because we're like, well, how do I know if God's ultimate plan – God's not going to make you an incredibly scientific-driven person who loves the idea of being a doctor, but he's like, go be an artist. Like a, a <laughs> yeah. lot of your call will align with your passions mm-hmm. and your giftings. Yeah. Um, maybe not maybe not every single one, but yeah. but I think so many of us have this fear of pulling the trigger because we, we don't want to be outside of God's will. But what I yeah. love about the Bible is, one, God redeems all things for the good of those who love him. Amen. So I think if you're following Jesus and you're honestly trying to do it from a good place, stop worrying about that and just try something. Mm-hmm. God is great at, tell, at saying no and redirecting. Yes. I think what God struggles with are people that he has no way to redirect because they're not trying anything. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. And so, man, and also before we really dive into the weeds here, um, was this like a 24-hour process? Was this a week-long, pro- a month? Oh, yeah. Like is this – because I feel like this was something you actually put a lot of time and effort into. Yeah. This wasn't just like a take this survey and yeah. in the next 15 <laughs> minutes figure out where your life will end It's not up. like a BuzzFeed quiz where it's like yeah. answer these 13 questions and we'll tell you when you die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it did. It took me a lot of – again, I think for me the buildup was initially like feeling tension, feeling confusion of like, okay – I am 29, about to go into my next decade of life. Like, am I am I pursuing the call that I'm supposed to be call, like call like called to? Am I walking in the right path? So, like, there has been a lot of buildup, I think, to get into this to begin with, to begin the planning. Because I was in the mindset of kind of like, oh, I'll be called where I'm called, but that's weird because I'm also like super big planner. So I felt this big tension between myself and myself. Um, <laughs> but so it was that. And then, yeah, once I started the program, again, it's not like, it's honestly not like a lengthy program. If you really want to break it down, there's like five courses, there's worksheets and it's, it should, it could take a day if you just rush through it. But <clears throat> I genuinely like drafted out every component. I did multiple drafts. So that way I didn't, I, like I wanted to make sure that these things are correct with where I'm going because this is ultimately like okay yeah you are you're you're walking with God to cast a vision for your life yeah so take time <laughs> like if you're if this is ultimately for the next like sixty plus years of your life maybe you should spend more than like an hour and a half yeah. like processing it so so this this will work to the level that you work it like yes. if you really yes. sit down and you take these steps if you take this how to set goal steps I, who knows. Mm. If we're going to give you steps, but these ideas, yeah. if you take them seriously and really ponder and think out and pray them through, I think these can really help set you up for yes. success when setting goals. So the first one, if you're a follower of Jesus, is always kind of put the Jesus filter yes. on this perspective. This isn't just how to be rich and famous. This is no. what do I what do I feel like God's gifted me in? Where do I feel like God's calling me? Okay, then how do I map out? How do mm-hmm. I get there yeah. at the end of my life? How do I get to where I feel like... I've served God, run my race, and mm-hmm. done the things I'm passionate about, 
and not wasted yeah. my life. Well, and I think a big component too, side note, yeah, I guess before jumping into a couple of words of wisdom too, is like if you want to have that God-casted vision, like that one that aligns with like a Jesus-filled lens is like, okay, then you need to be in your Bible. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how you get to know what the Jesus lens looks like for you. And I know we say it like time and time again on this podcast and from stage, but like, I mean, the Bible is a great filter for you to figure out your life. Like, especially when it came to like me with my, like, how do I find community and friends? Like processing that through an Acts 2 lens of like, okay, who am I breaking bread with? Who am I doing life with? Who am I sharing things with? So like be in your Bible to have that lens is probably one of the most crucial things that you can have because that'll be the truth that kind of dictates what is a call, what is not. Yeah. And where the rest of your this this goal setting yeah. takes you. Well, and, and the other thing is too, is like there's wisdom in other people around you, the people that you surround yourself with. So family, friends, and I always say this with a caveat because like, of course, like family and friends have great wisdom and they'll pour into you and they'll love you. They want what's best for you if they truly do love you. Um, yeah. If you don't find those people. But uh, like <clears throat> having those people around you to kind of also kind of either reassure certain things that you feel like you're called to or even gifts and talents that you feel like you're really strong in. And they can be like, they can call it out in you as well and be like, yeah, no, you are really good at X, Y, Z. Um, and again, these are like good biblical people that you can trust to kind of speak into you. So I think that helps align the process to begin with. And it, it really allows you to invite people into it too. So you get that wisdom, you get that extra insight, and it allows you just to see you with more clarity through the lens of Jesus, through the lens of, of wisdom of others, just kind of like, okay, yeah, these are things. This is kind of what I want my life to look like. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So the first one is is kind of invite Jesus into that. The second one, you kind of got into it before we mm-hmm. detracted for a minute. Um, it might sound weird, but at first I was like, that sounds kind of weird. But then the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, you said write your eulogy. Yeah. Um, go into that a little bit. Like spend maybe two or three minutes just talking about the importance of that and, and how that got your yeah. mind going in the right place. Well, because I think to begin, like, okay, so writing your eulogy, yeah, so it sounds super duper intense. Like you're predicting your death. <laughs> but like a eulogy in and of itself is a way to defend, like what is, why did your life matter? Like yeah. somebody else is writing this, assuming, because it is a eulogy, you're dead. Um, somebody else is writing this and saying this at your funeral. So what are you known for, essentially? Um, and of course, like it, it really does help align because people are going to know you. Yeah. Maybe for some of your accomplishments, but it is a lot of relationships too. And so you begin to focus on those elements just as much as you do like the day to day stuff. So not just achievements, but I want to yeah. be a good father. I want to be a great friend. Yeah. Yeah. I want to love people. I want to host people. I want to have like in mine, I wrote like, I want to be known for like having really awesome parties as weird as that sounds. But like, I, I know that I have a spiritual gift of hospitality and I love throwing parties. How do you get invited to those parties? Just asking for a friend. Oh my, see, I, I shouldn't have brought it up. Um, circle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I, I, like I want to have my gifts aligned with that so I can see like what my life is known for later. And um, I'm still just thinking about those stupid parties now. I can't, <laughs> I have to invite them to every single thing now. I'm going to overwhelm you, you with must. invites. So you're just like not going to come to anything. And then then, then you'll stop bothering me. Then it'll me. be my fault. Yeah. Okay, so you write your eulogy, yep. um, which is – that's kind of like macro big picture. Yeah. Where do I want my life to end? And I think a lot of us can actually be decent at that. I think that's where a lot of our goals – we we have no problem picturing the big picture goal of like I want to be in in a ton of shape or I want to make X amount or I want to ha- retire by this age or provide this oh. for my family. 
it's getting to those. Yeah. And this is what I really liked about how you were explaining this yeah. this program. It it reverse engineered your macro level goals to give you almost miniature goals or at least like milestones yeah. along the way on the journey. Yeah. And so you write your eulogy, you say, This is the person I want to be, here's what I wanted to achieve, here's what I wanted to be known by. What what is I guess yeah. the the next step in setting a life goal? Yeah. So then the next step is because yeah you're reverse engineering. So you're starting at the end and you're working way to where you are now, um, and ultimately that goal really helps you kind of see the next steps, the next couple plans that you're going to make in a way different vision. Because I think especially just going back to like okay New Year's resolutions like. You're planning with no end in sight, so those goals become super lofty and they become very ethereal, almost unattainable uh, because you're not planning for like a structured amount of time almost. Have time-based goals is one of the best things that any leader can tell you. Any like managerial book, any any book <laughs> will tell you that like having something time-based to create a deadline helps. And so what you're doing is you're creating your, your end dead deadline, <laughs> your, your dead deadline. And then you go back and then you actually do like a 10-year plan, a five-year plan, and then a one-year plan. Okay. And again, the goal is like you start with the big one first. So you start at your 10-year plan because you want to take the the vision that you have for your eulogy. So the people that you want to be surrounded by, the um, things that you did want to create, the stuff that you made, or the things that the words and relationships that you want to be known by. And then you take that to what is it going to look like in 10 years from now? So like, what am I going to be for me? Like when I'm 39, what will that look like? Because it kind of puts also like the frame of reference of like, since it is time-based, like, okay, I have 10 years. What is genuinely feasible for me to get done in 10 years? Because after those 10 Which years- still is kind of macro. Yeah. Oh, it totally bit. is. But it's it's still like attainable because yeah, it's, it's like- scaled back from just like the, yeah, the end of your life. Like yes. it's scaled back from this ethereal. Yeah. Now you kind of have a framework of like, oh, when I'm in my- Mid thirties or early forties, like where where do I see mm-hmm. myself? Well, and it, and it kind of puts things in perspective of like, okay, yeah, maybe you have big life goals, but like, hey, in ten years, you may not accomplish every single one of your life goals, but you'll be on the path to get there. Like, yeah, and that that's again like why it's so cool to like reverse engineer it because then, like, uh, okay, so I want to be married and have like multiple children and adopt, so I can say in my ten year plan like. Okay, I want to be married and I want to have a couple of those kids and adopt one. Maybe I don't know how many others. But like at least it gives me more of like a hey, you don't have to do everything in the next year of your life yeah. <laughs> to get yeah. everything in the well cuz babies take time. But um <laughs> but yeah, like it, it just allows you to actually just make these time-based decisions more realistic for you so it's less daunting cuz I think again, the thing with like starting on New Year's is the moment that you fall off the wagon is the moment you're like, I'm done. Yeah. But this is like, okay, this is 10 years from now. Okay. If I just keep making good decisions, if I keep developing habits that are not just like this non-time-based situation of like, oh, I want to get in shape. But like if I have like, okay, I want to run a marathon in, by 10 years from now. If I don't run one day, I'm like, oh, that's fine. I got nine more years. We're fine. <laughs> so like it, it just allows you to give yourself almost like more grace as you're actually walking through to become the man or woman that God is calling you to become in 10 years. Is there a is there a set of questions or like a differentiating level of here's my life goals, mm-hmm. but then I'm going to scale back. I'm going to take one step back and give myself a 10-year goal or 10-year goals. Mm-hmm. Was, there, was there a different level of processing or a different level of – because 10 years can still feel a long time down the road. Yeah. But uh, was there a difference in your thinking when you were like, okay, here's who I want to be by the end of my life. Mm-hmm. 
to, okay, here's where I want to be in 10 years. Yeah. Like what set of questions in your mind did you go to help you filter and set those goals? Yeah. Well, because I think, again, the obituary side, the the eulogy side of things is more of like what you want to be known for emotionally. Again, some accomplishments and some things, but like those accomplishments ultimately lead to how people felt about when you were gone or how like feel about now that you are gone. Um, and so the tenure was more of the tangible pieces for me that actually helped me process, okay, like, again, okay, I want to be a father. I want to be a husband. So what are my 10 years going to like goals going to be when it comes to family or I want to like I love business and I love starting businesses. So like what is my career going to look like? So it was more tangible for me to actually like say instead of my eulogy being more ethereal, more emotional based, this one's more logical. This one's more um, more structured. So that way it's like, OK, this is how I become the person that I want to become. Oh, you're starting to build the walls, like yeah. lay, lay the foundation. Yeah. The, the blueprint. Is, yeah. That's a great analogy. So it's like, yeah, the, the obituary, the eulogy is your blueprints. And then, OK, so what are the walls going to look like? What is the foundation going to look like? Um, and so I don't think like, there wasn't a crazy set of different questions, but it was more of just, OK, then how do we get to that like that area? Um, yeah. And in a much more realistic time frame, yeah. like 10 years. Where do I see my career? Maybe I don't, maybe I, at the end of my life, I'm the CEO, but maybe in 10 years, I'm still climbing the ladder or yeah. inventing or creating or, yeah. um, but just a greater picture. Okay. So you got your, you got your end of, end of your life. Here's, here's where I want to be. Yeah. I'm at the end of my life. Here's where I can see myself in 10 years, both realistically and maybe some things to like strive for. Yeah. And what's the next step? You scale back. If you're reverse engineering, you go back. Mm-hmm. You work backwards. Where's the yep. next step in the backwards? So then you build – so your 10-year and then your 5-year. Okay. Um, in very similar process to the 10-year. Um, and then final step would be your 1-year. Um, okay. And again, because I think the cool part is because you're reverse engineering, you're seeing the end goal first. So you're scaling back what you need to do to accomplish to get there. Because realistically, yeah, you've got 1-year to figure certain things out. But all the goals for that one year are now aligned with what the blueprint is supposed to look like, with what the ending is supposed to look like. And again, this guy's like heavy on storytelling. And so <clears throat> and he talks a lot about like, okay, if you think about like a movie, you want to flow properly. You want to see the good character development. You want to see that person who, yeah, there will be conflict, but like they remain constant through. And this is like these these plans by reverse engineering help you almost stay consistent as a human, stay consistent emotionally, spiritually, physically. So that way at the end of your life, when people do say those things about you, it's actually consistent through your one-year plan, through your five-year plan, through your 10-year plan. Um, so yeah, so it, those those next steps aren't like crazy, but again, it's just like the time-based management makes you feel a lot better because it's like, okay, again, we'll just go off of like, okay, I want to be a dad. Um, I really feel called to be a dad at some point in my life. Okay, well, my 10-year goal is to have a wife and kids. My five-year goal is to have a wife, maybe a kid. My one-year goal is to date somebody who could be my wife. So it's like yeah, I don't yeah. have to – because I think, again, if it's New Year's resolutions, if it's a, like no time-based, you start panicking. And you're like, uh, by 2020 – the end of 2022, I must be married and have seven children. Like I don't know. <laughs> like you start pan- – like, or you rush things and then you get disappointed. But like again, this is to to create a maintenance of your character – Okay. Of who God is calling you to be, so those like those those are the next kind of steps, um, yeah, in processing what your life is going to look like. So I think so. Here's kind of like the practical step that I really want to dive into for our, our last five to ten minutes here. Um, so many of us with the new year and stuff coming around, you know, we have these re- resolutions or 
I almost said revolution. <laughs> we make these circles. Um, no. Uh, well, with New Year's resolutions, you kind of do just make circles. But kind of a joke. <laughs> but so we all have these like 2022 goals coming up or, or whatever. Um, and I think it's really awesome to think of your one-year goal in the mm-hmm. span of your life goal and in your five-year goal and in yep. your 10-year goal. So let's say for for you, for example, you're very entrepreneurial and you want to own a lot of businesses and, and run yep. like a lot of businesses. That's like your life goal. Yeah. What what would you set into place now, um, it for one year yeah. to get? Because I think that's where a lot of people get stuck yeah. with is like, okay, I can see myself at the end of my life owning five businesses or a business that makes yeah. an impact on the world or whatever. I can see myself in ten years like running that business and still have it growing and having all these ideas. Five years, hopefully, it's off the ground and it's got some yeah. legitimacy. I think a lot of people. Where we get stuck as we reverse engineer is, but what can I do right yeah. now? So as as you, maybe somebody who's listening, they've got this idea of like, oh, okay, for me to set a real attainable goal for my life, let me think about the end first and kind of work backwards. Mm-hmm. And I think we can all kind of form that picture. How do you start? Yeah. I guess would be a good question of like, okay, I've got the goal. I know who I want to be. I know where I want to end. Yeah. How do I get going in this yeah. in a realistic way that that I might hit those markers of one year, five years, ten years? Yeah. Well, I think a big part. So yeah. So again, this process, this this like program really guides you through that process of like, okay, you got your goals, or you got your you got your life plan, you've got your yearly plans, and then you go through like goals. So like, okay, yeah, your one year is a lot more tangible because you actually can start making like very. It's less ethereal because this is something I can manage in one year. Um, so you start breaking down your goals. What do the milestones look like? What a, like the time frame? When do I need a deadline for this? What needs to be completed in order to make this happen? But I think a big part too is like there is an element of planning every day. And that is one of the biggest things that I, I know personally in my life when I plan out my day versus when I don't plan out my day. Uh, even before this program, I was a big planner. And then I like kind of went off the wagon a little bit. It creates a discipline for you to actually – again, steward the season that you're in, steward the path that you're on, and planning daily allows you to align back to that center, um, to align back to that goal. When and you say plan out daily, how how detailed are you talking about getting? Are you kind of just like, here's what I want to accomplish by the end of the day, or are you like, from 9 to 11, I'm going to work on this. From 11 to 12, I'm going to eat lunch or dinner. Like, how, de- how detailed are you, are you getting here? Well, and so and this is kind of... Well, you can take it multiple ways. I'm a person who's done both, and there's just seasons where I'm really detailed, and I'm like, for hours, I can do this, this, and this. For 9 to 11, I will do blah, blah, blah. Um, and But I think like the goal of this of this program, too, and what I've really loved about this is um, it doesn't have that much structure around it, but one thing that they actually really encourage, and this is something that's really cool that I think makes this feel more tangible, less ethereal again, is that before you plan every single day, you read through your obituary and then you read through your goals. You read through your 10-year, five-year, one-year plan. And then you start setting out what your day is going to look like. So you start, you wake up, you read those things. And then what after that is then you start planning out your day because then you can start making tangible decisions to be like, okay, yeah. So for example, for me, like I love business and I want to be entrepreneurial in my life. And so like <clears throat> I'll read through my life plan and say like my obituary, like, okay, he started nonprofits that he was really passionate about. And then and by 10 years, I want to have one of them up and running. By five, I want to have it like uh, – or by 10 years, I want to have a couple. By two – by five years, I want to have one up and running. And by this year, I want to know what I'm going to do and like know how to launch a nonprofit in Colorado. Um, 
And so like then when I look at those components of my life, see the goals from all those yearly plans, I can sit down and be like, okay, I've got three main tasks for today. What is going to get the most brain space? Because we all have limited brain power every single day. <laughs> yes. um, we all know that. We all feel that. But like, okay, so I, what is most important for me to start aligning myself to those goals? Um, the hardest part I will say is also like, okay, if you're, cause I do feel like there's a lot of people who are stuck in seasons where they feel like, okay, this is nothing aligned with my goal. However, like I still have to work. I still have to get stuff done. That stuff requires brain power, but ultimately, okay, after work, what is going to get your most brain space? Even before you work, maybe you have to get up extra early and be passionate. Like you have to sacrifice in order for this life plan to work. You have to sacrifice in order for your goals to work and for the calling that God's put on your heart. So yeah, so Wake up, figure out what is your what is your life plan, align those daily goals with it, and just pick like three major tasks that you need to do. Um, okay, I keep going off on tangents. But okay, so for me, entrepreneurship, tangible thing for me, I need to learn Colorado tax code, genuinely. And so like one of my things um, this past week, one of my goals was just like research Colorado tax code. That's it. Like I don't have to do anything crazy, but like just download the worksheet that tell like talks about what does Colorado tax code require for nonprofits? And then start reading it the next day. Um, so I think it's, yeah, it, it, planning out my day is more so just like, what are the key tasks? What are the things that will help me get to that goal with the mindset of knowing like, hey, you still have other things that need to take importance, things that are important for your family. But like, what is almost like helps align your tasks to be like, okay, what is important for my future? What's important for my now? And honestly, like what could just be done on a day that I've got free time? What can be done on the weekend that makes no sense that yeah. I need to like – I don't need to wash my car right now. <laughs> like I can get that done on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. my car is disgustingly dirty. It's fine. Um, but like I can get that done on the weekend. I don't want to use brain space when I feel called to do these things. So I'm going to focus on the things that I'm called to, use the brain space there. And when I've got free time, I'll go wash the car. Yeah. So I think that one thing that this really might help you do is eliminate – distractions. Mm -hmm. I know for me, like there's so many times where I'll get home from work or, you know, like people talk about having a Sabbath. Like that's a really popular thing in church right yep. now. I feel like my Sabbath by default is Friday, even though I don't necessarily specifically try to keep a yep. Sabbath. I'm just so worn out from young adults and being out late. Cause I'm 33 and my body can't do that <laughs> Amen. <laughs> as, much, as much anymore. Um, but I think one thing that I do is I distract myself and waste yeah. time. And I think that one thing that that having a regimented set of like goals, like yeah. some real life goals that I've thought about. This isn't just like I want to get a six pack. Like this yeah. is like no, like I I this is helping me set life goals. Yes. I think it will help eliminate the distraction. Yeah. Um and and really kind of get your mind focused in mm -hmm. on what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so I mean, just to kind of summarize here for a minute, um, every all of us have goals. We want to achieve them, but I think we approach this way too flippantly. And yeah. if you're serious about goals, like if you're talking about like, hey, I'm just I'm not trying to just drop like 15 pounds next year. Like I'm I want to like set some goals that can help dictate the course of my life. Yeah. Consult God. Hundred <laughs> percent. Pray, read your Bible, get some godly counsel, and then reverse engineer your life. Where do I feel like God's calling me? Okay, who do I want to be? What do I want to have done at the end of my life? Where can I see that realistically being in 10 years? Yeah. Okay, what about five years? What can I do this year to start taking yeah. steps toward those goals? I think when you think of goals and that mindset, 
these these be these go from these ethereal one day I hope to achieve to hey here is a structure here's a mindset a framework that I can have that might actually lead me to some long term real results yeah. in my life oh yeah so well, and I think the thing is too just just to kind of reiterate and almost yeah kind of land the plane um because obviously like life planning is super important like it helps you cast vision because again where there is no vision the people perish where there is no revelation which revelation is just a, a revealing of God, essentially yeah. is that word in the Greek. Um, and so like <clears throat> to have that happen is like something that you do need to focus on daily. It is that that structure. And I think the thing is too is that it, it, it's a, honestly like as weird as this may sound, but this is what this guy talks about a lot. And honestly, the truth of it all is that there is like serotonin, <laughs> there is joy, there is expectancy to be found as you start pursuing these goals, as you start pursuing this plan. And it'll shift your brain to be like really super passionate about these things and to develop disciplines that allow you to reach that end goal that God has called you to. Um, and, and yeah, because we can plan and plan all we want, but I also think there is the discipline that we need to carry it out and follow it out. And that's why, honestly, I've loved this plan because it focuses my heart and my desires to go to these things that I know he's called me to and releases the serotonin, the joy that he created in you, in yeah. me to actually pursue those things. And so to be just super excited and expectant for those things, I think is hugely important. And so I know young adults all over are, are looking for guidance. And I think there's a lot of guidance that you guys already have. There's a lot of wisdom that you already carry, but it's going to take discipline for you guys to actually start seeing these things to reverse engineer your life, to figure out your life plan, to figure out your years, and then to just start doing it daily and start making process. Yeah. So, so for people that are interested in maybe diving in real deep into the weeds and the details and doing this life plan that you did, mm-hmm. I th- we plugged it a little bit at the very beginning, but where can they go to get this information and maybe actually do the life planning yeah. process themselves? So it's Business Made Simple, businessmadesimple.com, and they have uh, – it's – I mean their full website is app.businessmadesimple.com. Um, and you can sign up, take the courses – and the course, like they have multiple courses, because again, like I'm, I'm heavily entrepreneurial and I love business and stuff. So I, they have a lot of other things in there that are super cool. But this particular course is called Hero on a Mission, because again, he's super storytelling, wants to talk about like how are the, how are you the hero of your own story as you walk it out. Um, and he does talk about spirituality to a degree. He's a businessman first and foremost. Definitely biblical themes throughout, but. Um, I believe the guy who made it is a Christian. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. And it, but again, he's he's reaching a broader audience, so he doesn't like go heavy into that. But you can because you're a church person. Yeah, or you might be if you're listening to this. Maybe not, <laughs> but you should be. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So the class, uh, the course is called Here on a Mission. Businessmadesimple.com. Um. It is a paid thing, so you will have to put some skin in the game. But that's the thing is like. It's if, worth it if, if you're, you're trying to figure out your this. life. Yeah. Like, it's not going to be flippantly free. Like, it is intentional because you need to be intentional with this. Yeah, if you're serious about it. I, I've gotten to a place in life, I'm 33, um, where I've just decided that there are some things worth paying for um, because, I, because I, I really want to be serious and intentional. And maybe you're at a season of life where you're like, man, I'm tired of just making these flipping goals. Like I yeah. want to, I actually want to have some goals that are going to lead me to something in life. Yeah. Again, this isn't a sponsor. We're not getting a Maybe. kickback. We'll, for, we'll reach out and see. Yeah. If we come back in two weeks and edit this and be like, and our sponsor for this week is, yeah. you'll know that 
we reached them. Yeah, yeah. But no, this isn't a sponsor. I just, as Zach was telling me about this, I thought it was like, man, this is really important. I think this could give some people just a very broad framework on how to set yeah. goals that can actually make an impact and that can actually change uh, your life and, and you can achieve. Yeah. So, um, and then Zach, give give people a little shameless plug. You said, you know, you're very entrepreneurial. You actually have started a business. Um, <laughs> I have. What, what is your, what's your business? What do you do and where can people find your uh, your offerings to the my, world. My, my, my business. Um, so I started, oh gosh, it was definitely pre-COVID. It's been about two and a half years now. Um, and it's a company called The Good Goods Company is what it's called. The Good um, Goods. The Good Goods. Although I will say um, I've been learning a lot about business right now, um, especially when it comes to like website. Um, <laughs> it's fun stuff. So there's a goodgoodscompany.com. That's not me. Um, <laughs> but it's goodgoodsco.com. And what you can do is I actually sell journals. So it's, it's specifically journals for, um, for church people essentially. Cause I think uh, I always laughed about this and especially Connor, you make this joke like every time, um, when yeah, you're on stage, of, like, I wear it out. Yeah, it's fine. I love it. Cause it makes me laugh. Um, so if you're journaling, you'll get a better mansion in heaven. If you've got your leather bound Bible, you go to heaven, blah, blah, blah. LOL. Love it. Um, but <laughs> a lot of people don't know how to take notes in church because it's such a weird concept of like, okay, I know how to take classroom notes. I know how to just take notes when I'm reading or writing or doing something else. But like church just doesn't feel like it should be a course that I'm taking notes for. And so for me, like I just really dove into that and figured out what's a really great way for us to take notes in church so it becomes applicable because I always hated going to a message and not knowing how I can make it actionable in my life post. Yeah. So created the Good News Journal. Um, you can go to the website, goodgoodsco.com and I, well, I need to, I need, I need to get some more inventory up in there. <laughs> I do have inventory. So just find me, find it, go online, buy them. I'll deliver it, hand deliver it. If you go to YA, no pressure, but you should come on Thursdays. Yeah. Thursday night, seven o'clock Lakewood campus in Lakewood, Colorado. Um, but hey, that is all the time we have for today. We are going to be back uh, in two weeks with another podcast, but um, just to summarize our entire time here, hey, set goals, set set big, lofty goals for your life. Um, use Jesus as the filter, yeah. you know, like no goal is worth it if God's not in it. And so yeah. set some goals with God in mind, work your way backwards. I think the most, the best way to have attainable goals in this life is to see the big picture and then reverse engineer our way back into, okay, what is this 10 years from now? What is this five years from now? What can I do this year to take the step towards that? I think that is a great framework for how to set goals. And so hopefully this podcast is helpful. If you find it helpful, share it with a friend. Be sure to follow us on all podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify. Does Google have one? Yep. Are we on it? I think so. What is Google's? Google. Google, Google, <laughs> Google the Young music. Adults podcast, and we will be there. Yes. Um, but no. And then for all things Red Rocks Church, go to redrockschurch.com. All things Red Rocks Young Adults, follow us on Instagram, or you can go to redrocksya.com, and we will be there. We love you guys so much, and we will see you again next week. This is Connor. This is Zach. Invite me to your dinner parties, and <laughs> peace out. Bye.